supposed to lean in? I don't know what to do with my hands. You put them down into uh, your lap. They're in my lap. That's all you gotta do. Alright, well, that's... I did. I failed! I failed. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Sorry, are we gonna do that again, or are we keeping this? Nah, let's just keep going. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it. We don't need this. Sure. What is going on, peoples? My beautiful well, wife. And our anxious animals yeah. running all around. Yep. Just life. Mm-hmm. Just the way it works. I have a joke for you. Yeah? Yeah. What What is the most valuable part of my body? Um, your brain? Money. Oh, your Money. Your Money. 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 I get it. Because we're talking about money today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like we that? Are. I like that. That was a cute joke. You didn't laugh at all. It was funny. It was moderately joke funny. Fell. I just <laughs> made it up in my head. Our children are going to love it. <sighs> money is a big topic for anybody, uh, much less marriages. Um, and we will talk about it in a lot of different ways. Um, we'll kind of go in at the end. What? With the different ways, but today uh, we really want to talk about more of just the mindset of money and going into a marriage from two different people that have different mindsets of marriage. Cats jumping everywhere. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, two mindsets, uh, not two mindsets of marriage. Two mindsets of money mm-hmm. coming together, and what does that look like? I think you even told me a story. I think you told me a story before about like a husband or someone who went like. Have like a mental was a gambling problem, but just went so far in debt, and the spouse didn't even know that they had all this debt while they were in this marriage. Oh yeah, like racked up like I mean, several thousand dollars of like tens debt. of thousands, if not more than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not the only story, obviously, of that happening. Mm-hmm. So money is crazy, but we all have a mindset when we go into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a relationship with with money. Like I remember being a kid. And, you know, as kids, and I didn't have, like, an allowance, but I'd get, like, my parents were in, like, bowling links. And we'd go to the bowling alley, and they'd give us, like, $10 to go play video games uh, while they bowled. And that was, like, the best thing ever, like, to get cold, hard cash and, like, mm-hmm. exchange it into quarters and then go play video games oh, for, yeah. you know. They bowled for, like, three hours. I think we were done with our, our money in, like, 45 minutes. And, yeah. You know, that went quick, and then that's, that's all we got. Uh, but it was like this thing that money, you started very quickly as a kid, you realize money is a means to get what you want. Yes. Those kids have always got money for their grades. I was appalled slash jealous of those <laughs> children because like C's were bad, B's were, you're okay, and A's were more or less expected. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, my mom held the, the opinion mm. of... Uh, if you work really, really hard and all you get is a B, like, I can be okay with that. And, you know, but if you've proven you can get an A in that class, like, you better try to keep that A. And yeah. and certainly there was no money uh, yeah. earned for grades. Yeah. No. It's more punishment if you got, like, C's or D's. Yeah. Than it was like, what are good. you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, we, we yeah, we just learn our land that it gets you things, uh, especially stuff that you want. It creates this... We already, well, we're already born with a selfishness, right? We're already born with this selfish mm-hmm. desire as kids. Like you see it in small children and babies, but it creates even more 
of a selfishness to be able to get what we want. And cats are crazy. They just, uh, they want to do whatever they want. They're selfish little beings too. Extraordinary. Um, or animals. I don't know about beings. We have one cat attacking another cat right in front of us. He's in full-out attack mode in his face. Then the older you get, right, and then say you start going out on your own, then comes dun-dun-dun. Bills. Bills. Yeah. Right? Then then relationship with money kind of takes a little bit of a another route right so you still it's still this thing to get what i want but now i gotta i gotta pay bills yeah so i gotta figure that out but i still also want to get what i want right i want to go on this vacation i want to want this car that i want i want this house that i want i want mm-hmm. this you insert thing you desire here yeah and we've all had it have it so with bills like you're the money the relationship with money changes yeah Right, like well, because now you actually have responsibilities. So now you have to balance like your responsibilities and your wants and desires. Yeah, like how do you make room for both? And some people do that a whole lot better than others. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a whole lot better. You know, I wasn't the best. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I've I've had I've had my good days. Yeah, of doing really well, and I've had some bad times of not mm-hmm. doing so well. Um, I think I always balanced it for me. I always balanced it really well of not necessarily, um, like going into debt. Like I rarely ever had debt, especially into my twenties. Um, I always bought cash for everything, like other than a car. Car was like the one thing like Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't buy cash for, but everything else, like if I wanted a TV, I I paid cash for it. When I got, had a surgery on my eyes, like, um, to be able to not wear glasses and contacts, I saved up or I used my tax return and paid cash for it. So I felt really weird financing going to debt over my yeah. eyes, right? Um, so anything I couldn't, I would I would pay cash for. But I wouldn't say I was really not great at saving. I kind of just mm-hmm. live for today. Like I'm not going to save for 20 years from now because I don't know what it's going to look like. I'd rather just enjoy my life today. Like I don't know if you yeah. ever knew anybody that kept money like in a can or oh. under the mattress. <laughs> you did. Did you keep it in a can? Honey, do you know me? We haven't. Oh my gosh, there's something you knew you're discovering. I had a shoebox. Oh no. Full of thousands of dollars. Oh Like not no. just a little bit of money. Like my mom would get so, okay, so I did nails. I uh-huh. made tips and I literally would come home with usually anywhere from like 50, 60, 70, maybe 80 bucks a day in tips. And so that was all cash that I was making every week. And so I, I literally would just only like, use money from my paychecks yeah and i would put all of that into a shoebox and i did that for years and so like i had i was saving up to to california that was the purpose i mean i wasn't typically good at saving a lot of money but when i had something to focus on like moving to california was super important to me so i did i saved a lot of money before I went out there and my mom was always freaking out because she was like what if the house gets hit by a tornado and your shoebox just blows or into the sky. catches on fire. Yeah, or something. She was like, you need anything. to go put that in the bank. And I was like, I will. Didn't One day. Just, I don't trust these banks. <laughs> it was so hard Can't to have go my and money. take all of that money to the bank. Can you imagine driving with thousands of dollars in your car? I'd have loved it if you would have took it in a shoebox too. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been so good. People have this weird 
thing with money, right? And we put it in the bank, we put it under a mattress, we put it in shoe boxes, mm-hmm. people put it in cans, people have been known to bury it, right? Like literally yeah. put it in something and like take a shoe box, bury it in the ground, even better, right? Like That's so we so have funny. this weird thing. So we just really have this weird relationship. And I just wanted to be able to do things and get things whenever I wanted to. Yeah. Right. And when two people have different mindsets on that and then you come into a marriage, it's no wonder that money is one of the biggest fights and issues and well, reason for divorces and, and yeah. marriage is financial reasons. I mean, I don't know the actual statistics, but I mean, it's up there with one of the top reasons for divorces. So, yeah. I mean, which is so sad because it's like, it's at the, I don't know. I guess we have a different way of thinking about it because in my yeah, heart, I'm yeah. like, it's money. Like, I'm not going to like ruin my marriage over something so stupid like money. Yeah. You know, but. A lot of people don't look at it that way. Yeah. The one thing that you have to figure out, and we'll, we'll kind of talk, we'll kind of wrap this up at the end on that is like the one way to not, to really get past that. And I think this one thing we'll, we'll talk about throughout as we talk about money is before you even say yours, mine, ours, you have to say like, it's not, none of ours. Yeah. It's not, you, it's not yours or mine. Yeah. Yep. That's weird. Hmm. Well, then whose is it? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. God's money, right? Like, yeah. Everything. Everything. Like, and, 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 and it does, it really does. I know it's like one of those cliche things. And if you've been in church or uh, for any period of time, uh, we talk about like, it's not ours. Nothing is ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing to say it and talk about it here. There's another thing to believe it. Yeah. Really believe it. Really go like, it's not mine to begin with. Like why? Not just 10% of it's not mine. None of it. Yeah. Not a penny of it is mine. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and money is, again, one of those weird things because we work for money. Yeah. So it's really hard to say, but I did something. I earned this. Yeah. And it's like, but who gave you the air in your lungs so you could breathe and be alive to go to that job? Like, All of do you it. Want to get, the skills, some, some the people, mind, yeah. the Some people will go to like the skill it. and the everything, like their education. Like mm. Some people will go there, but I'm like, he's literally the reason you're even alive yeah <laughs> so everything you do belongs yeah. to him and he created you for a reason and a purpose yeah sometimes we want to put an asterisk next to finances mm-hmm. right we're like you got it all i am the budgeteer finance king i know how to take care of my money mm-hmm. god trust me i know what i'm doing mm-hmm. i got this mm-hmm. until you don't yep Maybe you really are good at budgeting and financing, but it's still, it's not the whole point. Yeah. The point isn't about like how good you are yeah. at anything. It's about how amazing, how glorious he is on what he can do with that. So let's go see what the Bible says. Oh, that's a great place. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. going to the Bible and see what it says. Yeah. In oh, context. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always in context. So we'll take... Our core scripture is going to be in the New Testament, in Matthew 6, 24, um, where Jesus is talking. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either will you hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Yeah. Here, Jesus isn't saying money is evil. Money yeah. is awful. Money, you should not even care about money. You shouldn't work for money. You should burn it all, put it in a shoebox and throw it away. You didn't throw it away, but... No. Yeah. I spent it. So it's not saying, again, money is bad. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I think we sometimes hear that and say, well, was money bad? Making money is bad. Spending money is bad. You know, buying a car is bad. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, none of that stuff's bad. It's saying, where is your money in relation to God? Yeah. Right. Like is, is he the most important thing? Do you take care of all the things you desire? Do you save up for that vacation for that thing you really have always wanted and you've neglected yeah what he calls us to do and neglected him completely yeah and we're not talking about tithing we'll get into that later yeah that's a whole other discussion it's gonna be fun guys yeah pay attention to that even as i got older again i had the ship on my shoulder i wanted to make a lot of money and i did like i mm-hmm. did pretty well i ended up a lot making, more than me ended up making six <laughs> figures and and um, I thought that was like the epitome of what you were supposed to aim for as, as, um, what success, right? Cause I didn't have a college education. When I moved out, like my mom helped me as much as she could. Like, was it, I don't even know if she gave me money when I first moved out. I don't think so. Like she gave me her old car, an 89 Toyota Corolla. Mm. It's about a 10 year old Toyota Corolla. And I didn't care. It was wheels, man. Like, yeah. uh, but again, I, so I moved out and kind of, it was just like, work hard put your head down and i'm just going to try to be the best i can at anything that i do by the time i was at my what i call my pinnacle in a sense of mm-hmm. uh worldly finance i was yeah I've, t- I've talked about it before in my in my in my testimony but like i was living in downtown out of the four seasons private residences on the 21st floor and driving a jeep srta and all that stuff and it was like man this is this is what i've been working for like this is it and i'd sit in that 21st story condo and I was miserable. <laughs> miserable with a view, but miserable. Miserable <laughs> is miserable. It was just, you know, still brokenness and loneliness. And not not because I didn't have friends or, man, I was in kickball leagues and I was in, you know, all these different sporting and friend groups and so lonely, right? Just still yeah. at the end of the day, like just no, no purpose. Um, it got me what I wanted. I had status. Um, it was proof of my hard work. I earned it. Um, and at the end of the day, it just brought, it just brought nothing. It didn't bring happiness. It didn't bring joy, right? Like it didn't bring those things. It brought it in, you know, incremental things, but they always faded away very quickly. So what about you? Like what was, I know you talked about keeping money in a shoebox and hiding it under your bed or closet or wherever you put it. What was your relationship with money? Well, my relationship with money I never made nearly as much as you did, obviously. A lot of people don't. (laughs) But I did, you know, I did nails. And so I made good money, but um, I didn't have any bills. So unfortunately, for most of my early 20s, I had disposable income because I lived with my parents most of the time. And then I did save quite a bit of that. So I was kind of like you in the sense that I didn't rack up debt. There was no reason for me to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people haven't been in the same situation and racked up debt, yeah. but to me, that was absurd to go into debt like when I have no, no bills. bills at home and yeah. in debt. When I moved to California, like financial issues just were prevalent, and you know, you just can't find a job that's going to pay your bills, and so yeah. blew through that savings pretty fast, and found myself back at home again, and just. Yeah, I I just realized that I wasn't as good with money as I thought I was because I struggled to find a job that was going to pay me as much as I was making before I left. The reason I thought I was good with money is because I didn't have bills. Hmm. So if I 
So if I had had bills, I yeah. probably would have been in at least mm. some amount of debt. Yeah. So, um, but I think ultimately I, I think I was capable of being good with money. I just don't think I was really hyper aware of like my bad mm. habits. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd, I had a lot of bad spending habits. I would have always loved to make more, but I just never really had this drive to make a certain amount of money. Yeah. It just wasn't really, that wasn't an important thought in my brain. Mm-hmm. So you know, There's, a, there's a, a character, well, I say character, a person in, in the Bible mm-hmm. who was kind of, I can kind of relate to at the time that I was at least in my 20s, right? And if someone had come to me in like my mid-20s when I was like, before I really realized that money isn't all it's cracked up to be. But the rich young ruler. Oh, yeah been very similar to me right but like mm-hmm. you know so the story of rich young ruler, ruler in in matthew right so it comes to to jesus and says good teacher right mm-hmm. how can i inherit the kingdom of god and tells him well you know obey the commands right and he's like this i've done since i was a boy and he's like sell all your possessions and follow me and he walked off sad yeah because he had a lot and he was sad because he's like that's tough to do right and that's when mm-hmm. jesus goes on and, and talks about it's uh, more likely to for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than the rich to inherit the kingdom of God, uh, because it's like again, it's talking about the mindset of money, not money, mm-hmm. not being rich, right? It's not saying every person who's rich or has money can't inherit the kingdom of God, uh, but it talks about like when you again put and elevate that money above God, you have God Himself telling you, mm-hmm. "Do this and follow Me, and you will inherit the kingdom of God," and you you walk off sad because you're like, "I have so much though, I can't do that." Yeah. Yeah. Now you're elevating money above that, right? So like God will tell us to do certain things. He may even give you a promotion. I've heard this mm-hmm. this this story before. Like give you a promotion. Six months later, say, leave your job. And in our head, we want to go, but I earned this promotion. So no, right? Like, And then like that's why, because we start elevating mm-hmm. the gifts above the giver. Ecclesiastes 5.10, it says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Mm. How true. This is blunt. That is, it's meaningless. It means nothing. Garbage. Yep. Poo. Trash. All of it. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 11.4, we'll go back, says, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. That was <laughs> awesome when I read that. I, I say awesome, that. but it's that like... That might be one of my new favorite verses. For money, yeah. Like yeah. wealth, when when the day of wrath comes, right? Because that's the day of judgment. We want to mm-hmm. make it pretty, but it's the day of judgment. Yeah. It is a day of wrath. Yeah. And money will money not save you then. means nothing. You're not going to pay your way out of that one. Mm-mm. Money I, can't buy salvation. In Luke 16, 14, 15, um, this is the, I mean, the Pharisees, right? Like our, our favorite people we want to talk about that don't exist anymore. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the Pharisees are, are, are alive and real. Mm-hmm. They are. Might be one. The Pharisees uh, in Matthew, or excuse me, Luke 16, 14, 15, the Pharisees who loves money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. Mm-hmm. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this thing that we value so high. Uh, but again, don't fool don't fool yourself either yeah like you gotta be you have to be humble in this you have to be honest with yourself you can't just say well 
yeah, I, I work hard and I, I want to make money and it's just how the world works, but I, I love God more than I love my money because I mm-hmm. promise you, he's going to look in your heart and he's going to know if that's true or not. Yeah. Like you, your words are, are hollow if it does not match your heart. And I can tell you how it is. Go look at where you spend your money and that is where your heart is. Yeah. It's that simple. We want to talk about like really quickly yeah. some toxic habits that people can have in marriage concerning money. Yeah. So what are some to- toxic habits? Toxic. Yeah, that was a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> toxic habits. Say that. 94 So times. this is within, you know, marriage. Yeah. This isn't, I mean, there's tons of toxic habits you can have mm-hmm. as a single person uh, just with not being good with your money. But, yeah. but truly when you become married, it becomes our money and the worst thing you can ever do is still view it as yours when it's not. Like when you have that covenant uh, and you've decided like we're now one, that's one bank account, that's one family, you know, it's it's ours equally regardless of who makes what, period. Um, so I, I, I just wrote down some some things that I just thought were toxic. Um, so believing that it's the only value either of you bring into the relationship. Mm. So basically your value is a, is a dollar number. Yeah, that's and, good. And so, and it's, it's not true because it, it gives you this really, you either, if you make less, you think you bring less value. Mm. So somehow you're inferior. If you make more, you think you're superior um, or, you know, just mm. a combination of those feelings. Um, or just someone being known as the money maker. Not even the, the value, but just like, yeah. that's all you are. You're the money maker. And it's hard for, mm. you know, in our, our society and culture, um, that, that hits men harder than women, right? Yeah. Like, um, if, if, if the wife brings home more than the man, sometimes that can really be a prideful issue. It's not yours or mine. It, it is. It's his first, but then it's ours in marriage, and how what we do with it. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, and and you know what we talked about before the dynamic of the family. Mm-hmm. The the man is the head of the family. Yeah. And I think a man who does earn less than his wife can probably maybe feel like that takes away from mm-hmm. that role, and it doesn't. It it has nothing to do. I mean, I think it's wonderful that women have the ability to bring in income now, and um. You know, I I think there are many ways because I've seen you know a lot of stay at home dads pop up, and I don't mm-hmm. even think like that's a, a wrong thing or a bad thing because yeah. nowhere in the Bible does it talk about like the man must work and bring home money, and the woman must stay home and and raise the kids and clean the house. You would think that's <laughs> what it says. It doesn't say that, and um, it, it talks about really your partners. Like you're both yeah. you're both raising your family and yeah. you're both bringing in the money even if you are a stay-at-home parent like you're just as valuable to that unit that you're still responsible for that mm-hmm. income coming in mm-hmm. because you're the family support of that person who's yeah. going out and earning it so sure. i mean it, you're still just as responsible mm-hmm. another toxic thing is wanting to control how the other one spends um, but you don't want to be questioned how you spend mm. money. So that is something I grew up seeing in in my family. Um, my stepdad, he is wonderful with money. He's great, almost 
too good (laughs) to the point where it gets a little like irritating because you know it's always um he's very very frugal let's just put it that way um so you know i had a great example of how to handle money Mm -hmm. but my mom was always questioned about not i'm gonna say all that's very unfair but a lot of the purchases she was making and she's not a big spender she's Mm -hmm. really not um, but he's, you know, he is always concerned about, do we need it? Is it a good deal? You know, did you get it on sale? Like, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. so she's constantly questioned and he's become more lenient over the years, um, with questioning and stuff. So it, that is good. But, um, you know, I don't think she ever questioned him about his purchasing choices. And sometimes she was concerned about certain choices and, um, even though he is frugal, you know, sometimes not everyone makes a purchase that the other person thinks is wise. Yeah. One, it's okay to, for your purchases mm-hmm. to be called into question uh, because the money is both of yours. Mm-hmm. So you, I don't think, I think you need to be careful about how much you call into question to people's purchases. You don't want like every time they spend a dime, yeah. like you're you're controlling that person. That's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that you should have the ability and in the transparency in your marriage and the in the comfortability. Like you should mm-hmm. respect and love each other enough to say, like, like if you went out and bought something that I was like, why, why did you buy that? Like yeah. that doesn't even make like what are we gonna do with that? That's we don't need that. That's wasted money. Yeah, I should have the the comfortable um, space to come to you lovingly and say, Hey honey, like, I just, I just don't think that was a wise way. Is that why you would bring it up? I don't know. It depends. Like, <laughs> what did you buy? I'm actually not what that bad. Because well, we haven't bought, we've been pretty straight. Yeah. We, we haven't, we bought, really we haven't had anything. that. We haven't really had that moment yet. Yeah. Where it's like crazy. The next one is making deals that ultimately result in both sides being selfish. So, um, I think a lot of people, they do make deals in their relationship. They're like, if I can have this, then you can have this. Or because you got this, now I want this because that's what's fair. And also, Or sometimes they don't even talk about it. Someone just does it. And they're like, well, I've been well, wanting this thing and I didn't do it. So they just yeah. go, I'm going to go buy this yeah. thing. Well, they just went out and spent 200 bucks. So I'm going to go out and spend 200 bucks on myself. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's this kind of... Um, balancing of selfishness basically yeah it's scales of selfishness like you gotta balance those out man and so and people i think think this is okay like they're like well if you got something you want and i got something i want then it's all fair and it's all great but in reality especially if you have children or you're planning on having children or just in general like your lives together like every purchase is important is something truly a wise choice for your family it's still just being selfish. It's yeah. like you both think it's not because you're getting what you want, but it's just both being selfish. And it so yeah. I think wisdom really needs to be mm-hmm. at the top of priorities. And the next one is um, allowing it to define or dictate. I think where money comes, becomes a problem, and we talk about when you say dictate, to me I think of, um, I think of like... Uh, a graph right and it's like how much money you make versus how much money you spend and it's like those always stay like step in step 
in our yeah. culture, in our society, right? Oh, I got a raise. Oh, I got a new job. Oh, I'm doing better successfully. Oh, I got a second job. We can get a bigger house. We can get a nicer car. We can okay. get more yeah. clothes, right? Like, True. I think of that when I say, when you say dictate because that's just our culture, right, in terms of what that looks like. So greed and just, you know, the uh, Merriam-Webster dictionary just says a selfish and excessive desire for more of something than is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we do with money. We want more than what we really need yeah. to do. Because, again, we want bigger, better, more of things versus, you know, we go into debt over these things. And then we're, we're money's now dictating how much money I need to make because now I got to pay credit card bills. I got to pay a mortgage payment. I got to pay a car pay- two car payments. I got to pay all these things and now it's dictating it because of our greed yeah we want to say other words but greed's really what it is yeah and it's not good um proverbs 119 says such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain it takes away the life of those who get it i just want to say something i just got really convicted when i just said that's not good because i feel like that was like i'm people are i'm trying i'm condemning you man i've I was so greedy in my life. Right? Oh, yeah, like, clearly, we just talked about it. Like I was yeah. extremely selfish and greedy. There's no judgment or condemnation, uh, but I know both sides of it too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know the greedy, selfish, desirable self, and I know that I just felt convicted when I like I was condemning people. I'm, yeah, I'm, we're not here to condemn by you. any means. No, we have. We're talking all about things we have um, experienced <laughs> firsthand. First yeah. uh, Corinthians five eleven. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone that claims to be a brother or sister as sexually immoral, uh, sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slander, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. Right. So like okay. it talks about just how much greed plays into um, the sinful nature of humans and, yeah. and how important and how serious of a sin it is. Mm-hmm. Luke twelve fifteen says it's the parable of the rich fool. Um, then he said to them, watch out, be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Oh, how mm. real True. that is. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Um, it, it just doesn't. Uh, it just honestly makes life more frustrating and stressful. Yeah. Matthew six twenty one: for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right. And it talks about not storing up treasures mm. on earth, uh, but in heaven with um, with what we do in our life. There are some things that like we kind of did and we just think is, is are positive for people going into marriage or maybe you're already married, uh, but money is something you've just struggled with. Maybe it's yeah. just something that's been a, a, an issue. Maybe it's a monthly argument, a weekly argument, a daily argument about money because mm-hmm. it really is one of those things that comes up. Um, so how do you change those mindsets? What does that look like? Um, we talked about it. I think first and foremost, like you have, you just really have to get to a place. It's not yours. Yeah. Right. Like it's not yours and mine. You have to get to the place. It's God's first. And then it's, it's our money. You suddenly don't tend to, well, one, you have the sense of responsibility with it because it's like now you're stewarding it yeah. for somebody, <laughs> you know, for mm-hmm. God, first of all, yeah. uh, that's a big deal. Um, and so you don't feel like you have just the right to spend it however you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Um, and two, when God does call you to give and, and, and we do believe that he like specifically instructs us to give at times and, and pr- presses it on our hearts to give to certain things. Um, y- you, you don't even feel like you're giving up anything. Cause no. when, when something's not yours, it's significantly easier to oh, give. Yeah. Like you actually feel a lot, a lot of joy and a lot of, 
um, just gratitude that you even mm -hmm. get to be a part of it. And so yeah. you, you definitely don't feel like you're giving up anything when you realize it was never yours to give up anyway. Yeah. So. No, that is good. Um, and then understanding what stewardship means, mm -hmm. right? Like how do you like kind of what you're just talking about? How do you steward that mm -hmm. money and how do you do it uh, appropriately? Whether it be paying your bills, whether it be giving, right? Like you still have a family you have to take care of. So uh, there's mm -hmm. things you still need to do and be smart about it, but it's just asking for that wisdom mm -hmm. and stewarding the money that's not yours, right? And then making decisions together. Mm -hmm. um, talk about money often. Uh, yeah. We aren't, we aren't as consistent as we should be in this, like being honest, but we have um, a, a family meeting. Um, I saw this a long time ago that like a pastor talked about it. They started setting up family meetings. Like you do it at, for a business. You have weekly yeah. business meetings. Why would you not do it with as a family? And you talk about finances, you talk about what's going on that week. So calendars, the stuff. So there's no uh, miscommunication or confusion on like, if you have kids, who's taking the kids, when and where, uh, oh, I thought we were going to hang out or have a date on Friday night and you were hanging out with your friend. Like there's none of this miscommunication because then that's also where issues come in. So we have family meeting and money is one of the things since I budget the money, I'm the one that takes care of all that. Uh, you really have no desire for that at all, which nope. is, it works out in our relationship. <laughs> you um, want to do it and I don't. So, But <laughs> it's important for me um, that she knows mm -hmm. where we are with our money. Like what does our budgets look like this month? Where did we, how much did we pay off in debt? How much did we give? Um, what does all that look like? So we try to talk about it frequently um, but also making decisions together like making a decision to buy things like we have to be able like i'll be honest man i had a problem buying again i told you my life like i just bought whatever i wanted whatever i wanted that, that's why i made the money i made because i was like well without like something excessive i can go buy whatever i want whenever i want like i don't mm -hmm. have to worry about thinking about it, just go buy it um so like that still kind of like sits in me sometimes especially mm -hmm. when you have like amazon and you can just hit a button and it's mm -hmm. like mine all of a sudden uh, having to ask, not having, sorry, let's take that back. Choosing to ask, right? Because we've, we, yeah. we've had that. Uh, regardless of I make more money or not, like just asking you. And I remember one time, I forgot what it was, but I wanted to order something on Amazon. I remember asking, hey, is, are you okay if I, I'm going to order this. Is that, are you cool with that? Yeah. And it's this more, was pretty early on in our marriage. Yeah. And too. so like, I didn't think, I, I'd gotten pretty much to that mindset and I didn't think much about it, but I know it was a big deal to you because yeah. you were like, you could have just bought it. You make more money, but like, but it, it meant a lot to, and it wasn't even a big purchase. I don't think it was like a couple hundred bucks. It was, it was like probably 20 less bucks than 20 or bucks, yeah. like maybe even 10 bucks. But I just remember feeling so respected. You should view it that way. You should like regardless of what you earn you should view it as equally both of your money period but it, there is a tendency for people who make more to view it as their money mm -hmm. and yeah. um i can tell you as a person who makes less like it feels so amazing to feel that valued by somebody and not even have to sit down and have the, a conversation about it mm. like if if you have that viewpoint that because you make more money that somehow you should be able to have more say or more control and telling you your spouse feels belittled by that and i'm not saying that's me mean but it's it's just true like they're gonna feel less than or belittled by it and there's nothing mm. you can do to show them more love and respect mm. than to just honor the fact that their opinion matters and their their voice matters in your relationship yeah. with money and to ask them how they feel about things and allow them in like don't make them have to come to you and tell 
you that they should matter. Like you should just go ahead and show them that they matter and they're valued. Honestly, I mean, I'll be real. Sometimes I have to ask her things or ask for her opinion because sometimes I just make some really dumb decisions. <laughs> On, I've, I, have a, I have a track record in my life of just buying some really silly things. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> not not necessarily in our marriage, but in my life. And uh, so sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, does this make sense? Um, I really, sometimes I need her to talk me out of it or to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you'll definitely get some use out of that. Um, and just because someone works hard, like ma makes more money, doesn't mean they work harder than the person yeah. who doesn't make as much money, right? Like, um, I mean, you can go to an excessive, you can have someone who makes, you know, $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year, and you can have a stay-at-home parent. Um, that stay-at-home parent, I don't have kids, but I can promise you, and I know all my, my friends with kids that are watching, like they know you do not work harder than them. Like yeah. <laughs> just because you make money and they don't, you are not working harder. But even if someone makes 150, another person makes 40,000 a year, you don't work harder than them. Does the person who makes more money have say over where the family's money goes? Do they have like the say, right? Not like a say, but the say on where it goes. Mm, no. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like, no. of course not, right? It's got to be unified. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a family decision. I used to be really bad um, in doing this. And, and when I had a business or anything, like, I just felt like that was my burden. Like, maybe you're someone who you have a lot of debt. You, it's, you, it's so overwhelming that you literally are budgeting week to week, uh, paycheck to paycheck. And that's very tough, right? And I get it. I've been there. And it can be very stressful. Let the other person in on that. Don't think you're gonna mm -hmm. like put that stress on them. Cause that was me. Like I don't want to put that stress on them. I, I'll 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 deal with it. Um, and man, it just weighed and weighed and, and weighed on me. Uh, and eventually, it just it breaks you because you feel like you're dealing with it, and then you almost like take it on the other person mm -hmm. when it's something you didn't communicate. So definitely yeah. communicate. Um, and then we talked about submission, and, and you brought up a little bit earlier, but in leading a marriage and the order and where that falls in that. Um, mm -hmm. And like you said, the, the God sets the order. Money doesn't set the order of of that of that submission and of that familiar uh, unit and where yeah. the husband and the wife sits uh, in that. So um, mm -hmm. that's you know, he's he sets the order. He's already set the order. It's set. You can't change it. Um, if you do, I mean, that's on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are a few ways we should treat money as a couple outside of the way we've talked about it? Well, I think never as a guarantee. Yeah, money's not guaranteed, folks. Yeah. Never. Be always grateful for what you have. Make sure the family um, has what it needs, right? Like, take care of your family first, right? Don't be that person who's like, well, God tells me to give. So, like, yeah. here's, here's everything I got. Like, we we'll just send that over to... You know, another country or to this yeah. pastor on TV yeah. and who asked <laughs> for all my send money. It to them. <laughs> hey, honey, where'd all that money go that was in our account? I, I, I sent it. I sowed a seed. And it's like, I, be smart. I sowed a seed to reap a heart. Be smart with it, right? Take care of your family, right? Like, yeah. God wants you to take care of your family. He's he instructs you. He has supplied that money to you. Sometimes we go, like, well, God said he'll take care of, uh, give me, he knows what I need, so he'll clothe me and stuff. And you give all your money away. And God's like, that's what I gave <laughs> What are you doing? Like, that is part of it. Um, you know, clothes don't fall out of the sky. That was really funny. <laughs> well, sometimes we're like... I just picture, like, just driving down the highway and like, God, I just know you're going to provide everything I need and just throwing your wallet out the window. <laughs> like, we, what? Sometimes we treat God like that, though. We, we look at his words and we're like, well, mm -hmm. he said he's going to... 
you know, provide for us. Yeah. Um, I have a story about that, but you know, I'm not, we've taken enough of your time. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing uh, of, of how you should do it is like helping other people in need. Like that's yeah. one of the biggest things he's called us to do is yeah. to help others in need. Right. Like if, mm-hmm. if we have supplies or if we have things and we see someone who's hungry, who needs a shirt, who who's thirsty and we just basically walk by them and do nothing mm-hmm. for that person. And it doesn't have to be a person on the street. We're walking by, yeah. you know, in this world, those where those people are. There are um, many wonderful organizations. And so, and again, it's not giving all your money and we can't take care of Like I wish we could give to every organization that we know of that yeah. we know is, is, is solid, but um, it, it's finding what that is still, it's helping, right? But at the end of the day, like you're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, stewarding money, like you're gonna buy something silly and you're gonna go like, that was a waste of money. Like mm-hmm. uh, you're going to, you're just gonna make mistakes at the end of the day. Like, I think you just have to have that conversation. Like she said, lovingly, like yeah. if you see someone else that like made a silly mistake or bought something silly, like I think it's having that conversation with them, uh, being open to that and just having love and grace and kindness and that, right? So um, mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Yeah. Uh, in Philippians 4.19, it says that my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Luke uh, 12, um, 30 through 33 says, For the pagan world, uh, which is just the world, right? mm-hmm. the worldly world, the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Sell all your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Yeah. Um, and it's not, don't, he's not saying go sell all your possessions like literally, like contextually. I mean, he's not, I mean, he might be. Uh, but again, when people are in need and I have a house full of junk, yeah. right? Like I can, cause I have a, a, maybe I have a garage full of stuff. I have a storage building full of stuff. I have an attic full of stuff. And there's people that are, that are literally dying. I don't even know how often, every second, every minute starvation in this mm-hmm. world from uh, dirty water um, and we have two billion Christians in this world yet we can't solve these problems of um, world hunger and we, we freak out about it yet we still go and buy Starbucks every day I'm sorry if that convicted you it's just it's just I truth mean, I mean it's yeah. we buy the most ridiculous things in this world and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get worked up in a tizzy right now this will be because now we're getting video. off of marriage it'll and I'm be sorry. a whole I'm other sorry. we're getting off of marriage but yeah uh, but yeah I, biggest thing is again it's not yours yeah. it's not yours it's his first and then it's ours it's 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 yeah. the the family's money and having those conversations and what that looks like so mm-hmm. um it's been amazing for us what god's done in in, in, a, in a little over a year for us um like when i when we look at like what he's what he's allowed us and used us to give and on top of that still pay our bills and still um just live a you know i feel a very great life i feel extremely blessed like yeah. i feel like the richest person in the world sometimes literally like, yeah. I really do. And it's not, not being funny. It's, I really do. Um, it, it's been amazing. Um, so thanks for walking through that with me. Cause that's been, it really has been like, it takes so much stress off of our life. Yeah. We it's really amazing. don't. I mean, to be fair, we do have good income right now, but it's like what we're able to do even with that is still crazy. Like, like you said, how much we're able to give and pay off debt and, and, and pay our bills and everything. But, I mean, we live pretty, I mean, we don't, like, go out, like, we don't do all yeah. these things. And it's like, but we still have so much peace 
and so oh, much. No. Oh my gosh. So good. Don't live beyond your means. Don't even live to your means. That's another another conversation. Okay, well, too. yeah. See, that's what you keep wanting to get off topic. We're trying to stay on topic. This is about marriage, money and marriage. There yeah. you go. But in the future, we will talk about stuff. So we talked about that tithe or not to tithe. Huh? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think tithing is biblical? Is it not? Mm, I don't know. I hear I hear a lot of a lot of both out there. So we're gonna have that conversation. Getting out of debt or is and is debt a sin? Um, getting out of debt's huge. Yeah. We have we have been blessed that we've been able to pay over thirty thousand dollars of debt in nine months. Good job. Thank you, Jesus. Seriously, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's I've awesome. never been able to do something like that. Uh, giving, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we're kind of talking about, like giving. Uh, what does that really look like? Not not talking about tithing, but just fruitful giving uh, and then like living in a budget right like talking what that really looks like in budgeting so we'll kind of break those break those out a little bit so there's some other finance marriage finance talks we'll have coming at you in the next year or so I don't know yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> you, you ready to go to bed yes alright and I'm sure they are too yeah alright well we will talk to you hope you guys are safe yeah. first of all hope you guys are doing well um, but yeah thanks for thanks for tuning in for putting up with this really and send us your like prayer requests or questions whatever whatever you got yeah send it all through all right until next time